Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen. Thanks for joining me. Um, this is probably the first solo podcast that I've done in 2018. All down to um, small matter. I've been really busy, um, mainly in sales training for the start of this year, um, and mainly in the construction sector, which is uh, quite interesting. And if it was to be an economic indicator, you could say that if construction sector is buoyant enough for them to send uh, senior executives to sales training programs, then there's something um, positive on the horizon in terms of the construction sector within the economy and then all of the other industries and businesses and people who will benefit as a result of that. So long may that continue for 2018 and beyond. Um, the last week I've done a number of training sessions and um, I was probably prompted to do this podcast. I'm not sure if it's about practice or if it's about process, um, but just before Christmas, I did a podcast with a guy called Damien Hughes. It's the third podcast I've done with Damien. Um, Damien's a psychologist. He's an author. Um, he's a really interesting guy. He's writing a book currently on Barcelona and culture within Barcelona. Um, so one takeaway from that particular podcast was he had mentioned that Pep Guardiola would spend seven hours preparing for a 20-minute team talk um, and that brought me back to uh, the time I was working uh, alongside a coaching team uh, for a GAA team and um, we had been um, after one of the games we did an analysis of the game and I had mentioned that half at, at the end of the game did any of the management prepare their speeches for halftime and there was kind of mixed views on it. Um, I think most people thought it wasn't a good idea, that it's probably a more visceral moment where you've got the, let the emotion take care of it. And I wasn't really sure that that was the right answer. Um, I always thought that, you know, for all of those wonderful moments and anecdotes that people can talk about for Alex Ferguson or Mickey Hart or Pat Riley or Clive Woodward or whoever it is, and they talk about those wonderful motivational moments, I'd always believed that those moments were not only well prepared but also well rehearsed and um, Damien Hughes in his uh, discussion on the last podcast when he mentioned Pep Guardiola made me think that if Guardiola is prepared to spend seven hours uh, on a 20 minute um, motivational talk at half time then there's a lot to be said for salespeople who are preparing for um, pitches and who are writing presentations that they may perhaps also spend the same amount of time or perhaps a disproportionately higher amount of time preparing for their 10 or 15 minute sales pitch. Um, in a parallel universe, um, the Gary Oldman performance in the Churchill movie, um, for some reason I saw a headline or a line or a quote that was attributed to Churchill where he said to one of his colleagues, I was going to write you a short letter but I didn't have time. Um, and from that quote, I sort of was thinking, you know, there is an awful lot to be said for for um, practice and rehearsal. Um, ben Benjamin Franklin, when he was writing stuff according to his autobiography as a child, when he was writing stuff, he would write whatever he would write that day, but he would um, go to sleep and then the next day would review it and try and change the words and the structure of the sentences to make... Um, maybe not change the story, but to make this the, the story better to read. Um, so there seems to be a recurring theme about this um, 
about practicing and rehearsing and rehearsing. For some of you listening to this, you're probably already doing that. Um, you're probably already spending a lot of time rehearsing and rewriting presentations. But I would ask the question, how many times do you simply go to a presentation and cut and paste? Um, how many times do you just simply um, have a credentials presentation you think that will do and you don't really give it you don't really give it the best shot because you haven't rehearsed it you think you know you haven't given time to it you haven't given any, given any effort to it I'm working with a client at the minute who will remain nameless but who has completely um, changed my view on strategic thinking um, this guy will spend just a serious amount of time working on stuff well, let's, let's re take it back a bit. Um, if something is really, really important and you want to get a result and you've got a very fixed view of what you need to get out of something, this guy will spend days, weeks, maybe months um, making notes on whiteboards and there may be four or five whiteboards involved and it may take hours and hours of preparation and leaving no stone unturned, moving from one whiteboard to another, to another, to another. Um, eventually taking it from the whiteboards onto a single piece of paper um, and on, on that single piece of paper there may be four or five key, key points that um, that's all you need to focus on. Um, this morning I was watching a video um, or a TED talk of Tim Ferriss who talked about, um, as only Tim Ferriss can do, talked about how he brilliantly conquered his fear of swimming, how he became a polyglot and can speak maybe five or six languages simultaneously while swimming. Um, but part of the method and the madness to his, um, his story was his ability to deconstruct and reconstruct the important things that need to be practiced. So when he was talking about learning to do um, the tango, I mean, Jesus, I, I can't recommend highly enough that you don't watch this TED talk because it's such a load of shit. Um, but the takeaway point for me was that um, if you deconstruct something and you copy somebody else, he was copying a world famous or a, an Argentinian expert in the tango. And he, he, I can't believe I'm saying the words Argentinian expert in tango. Um, but he copied this guy um, and he deconstructed the three things that he knew he would be able to copy because he couldn't copy everything, but he could copy three things and he could do it really well. And he went on to do some brilliant things and fair play to him too. Um, but it brings me back to the point about this idea of rehearsal and practice um, as part of the process. I did a sales training um, with a team of guys on, on um, Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. And um, these guys are fairly good at what they do. And um, they're really experienced. It wasn't a question of me speaking to amateurs or, or people who were just starting on the journey. They had a lot of experience in sales. And I asked them how, how much time they spent to rehearsing um, their sales pitch. And five people out of five people said that they didn't. They didn't rehearse. Again, if you're listening to this and you're kind of laughing and, and you're making notes and going, that, yeah, well, I rehearse all the time. I would commend you on that because um, I, lost a, I, lost a, I lost a massive contract, which cost me a job um, many years ago for not planning um, and one of the things that I learned from that was that you, you yeah, you, rule number one, you kind of need to be planning and rehearsing. But um, how deep do you go when you're rehearsing? Um, what's your definition of practice and rehearsal? Um, do you practice um, delivering the presentation? Do you practice writing the presentation? How much time do you spend in that practice zone thinking of what it looks like from the eyes of the customer who's going to ultimately listen to your pitch? 
Um, are you thinking um, continually from your perspective? Is it only from your perspective? Because um, whenever you practice all about me, you tend to deliver all about me. Um, or do you fully immerse yourself in the perspective of the other customer? Do you try and work out um, what, the, what the real considerations are, what the consequences are, um, what the, the, you know, the real pain points might be for this person and this person's customers, if there are secondary customers and so on and so forth? Do you practice questioning techniques? Do you actually sit down and write down questions? Um, again, I worked with a client recently and we tried to come up with four or five high impact questions that we could really, really take the place of the, well, how's business? Um, or halfway through the conversation, you could say something that would add real value to make not only the customer think, but to think highly of you. And um, I'm yet to meet, and this is two or three weeks that I've been working intensively with, with sales teams. There are hardly any people coming back and saying they rehearse their questions. Not only do they rehearse their questions, they try to ask the questions in three or four different ways that they'll actually write the questions down and they'll wake up the next day and see if there's a better way of ask, asking that question, to see if there's a better way of, of making it more succinct, to make it more direct, to, to making it more into a story rather than a direct question and so on and so forth. Um, and that's a really important part of all this because preparation is something that I think is overlooked um, as part of the sales process. You talk about an eight-stage sales process or a five-stage sales process, but preparation is probably the, the very obvious one that's maybe ignored, you know, in terms of preparing for an outcome. So what is the outcome? What, what, is, the, what is the ultimate outcome you want from this? And then going stage by stage by stage through that, how do you intend to get there? And I'm not saying that you maybe need five whiteboards on your wall, but the principle would apply. Um, there's a logical process um, in selling. If you, if it's, um, there's a logical process and there's an illogical process. And the more logical your process is, the quicker you'll get from where you need to be. Um, so that's just my thoughts this morning, having had this convergence from Pep Guardiola, Churchill, uh, Tim Ferriss, and an Argentinian tango dancer. Um, so I hope that makes sense. It's just maybe something that I have been thinking about this last couple of weeks. Um, thanks for uh, tuning into this. Um, next podcast will be will be out next week. It's a really good one. Um, it's already been recorded. And then I'm delighted to say that I'm speaking to a couple of people who have written books on subjects very close to my heart. Sports marketing is one of them. Um, sponsorship and sports marketing. Um, and then another one on um, sales which uh, I'm not going to give too much away now but listen thanks for joining me and uh, enjoy the rest of your day